Porn Free Radio, episode 179. Now, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you fall into one of two categories. Either you're new to recovery, and a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is exciting you, maybe you're getting some hope from it, but you're overwhelmed on some level. Either you've just had a relapse, or you've just come to a greater understanding that porn isn't serving you but you're not sure how to move forward. You haven't really created a plan. Um, you've, you've tried to maybe implement one thing or another, but a lot of your recent experience with trying to quit porn is one of failure. So that's category one. Category two is you're a little farther along. You've actually uh, tried some tools or put some things in place. Maybe you've gone to a group or you've created a plan. Uh, Maybe you've changed your home environment a little bit and you've gotten some success, maybe 30 days or 60 days porn free. You've hit a milestone, but you're realizing your current experience with recovery right now is kind of boredom. You're a little bored, a little apathetic. You know, some of the initial reasons that caused you to move towards being porn free, you know, maybe that that sort of dramatic relapse or that um, rock bottom moment, they're farther in the rearview mirror. And your why, your reason for doing this gets a little foggier. It's not quite as focused. So whether you're in category one or category two, this podcast is for you today. On today's show, we're talking about the idea of flow. And this was developed by psychologist Mihai. Csikszentmihalyi. That's right. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Uh, He was Hungarian born and he spent uh, his formative years here in the States, actually uh, here in Chicago, studying at the University of Chicago. He's a psychologist and he writes a lot about positive psychology. Uh, Specifically, he was interested in studying in his early days, and, and actually his life's work has really centered around this, is, um, was workplace psychology. What makes uh, an employee engaged? What keeps them happy? Um, you know, those are the things that he likes to study. And so we're going to take his concept of flow and we're going to apply it to recovery. So hang on for that. Let's start the show. Porn Free Radio. You're listening to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast for motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn. This is where you come to get hope and take action. I'm your host, Matt Dobshutes, and we're listening to some a hook. This is one of my favorite hooks of all time. Let the Funk Flow by EPMD, who are my favorite rap group of all time. They are at the top. And um, they're actually sampling uh, the Beasties 
though, too. Uh, slow and low um, off the uh, License to Ill album. And, and this let the funk flows off of Strictly Business, one of my favorite rap albums of all time. So check it out on Spotify. And, um, uh, and um, yeah, welcome to Porn Free Radio. And uh, we're, we're, speaking of Spotify, we're now on Spotify. Believe it or not, you can subscribe to us on Spotify. You can subscribe to us on TuneIn. You can subscribe to us on Android. Um, both, um, you know, Google Podcasts uh, has us. Google Play has us. Um, there's other ways to subscribe on Android apps. Uh, Stitcher. Uh, I think we're even on iHeartRadio now. Yeah, with like Britney Spears and Taylor Swift. So uh, definitely lots of different ways to listen to porn-free radio. Uh, In addition, um, you might notice this. The podcast name changed slightly. It's no longer porn-free, one word. It's porn-free radio. Um, And I did that uh, so that our search results would show up a little better in Apple Podcasts. Um, which is the new name for iTunes. So um, I had to break up those words. Uh, We weren't showing up for porn recovery, porn addiction, those kinds of things. So it is now porn-free radio, not porn-free radio. Now, earlier this year on Patreon, uh, I was doing a series of videos every week called Coffee with the Dauber. The simple idea is I would hit record and share something that I was learning or teach a tool, and it was uncut, sort of raw, and uh, I would publish it. And I thought it would be fun uh, to do a Coffee with the Dauber uh, episode uh, here on Porn Free Radio. Now, why, why is this a coffee? What's different about my normal podcast? Well, in this particular case, I've just been learning about the theory of flow uh, by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Um, he goes actually by the name Mike to his friends, and I might refer to uh, refer to him as Mike. I've just been learning about this uh, idea and thinking about how it affects our recovery. But I have to say, I'm not. Um, I'm. Not, I don't know everything about it, and um, so it's kind of new. So I just thought I would break down what I'm learning about it. And, um, and share it with you in kind of this format. And so it's going to be maybe not quite as polished as I'd like, but uh, the idea is that I'm going to get the basic concept out for you and uh, let you kind of uh, run with the ideas and think how it affects you. So we're going to do that today. Uh, before I get started, I want to give a quick thank you. Uh, it's kind of a gratitude. We're coming up on Thanksgiving here in the United States. Uh, and um, we just hit a milestone a couple weeks ago. We the odometer, uh, the odometer flipped, and we went over one million downloads for Porn Free Radio. Now, you know that's uh, that might not affect you. It's not. It's not particularly the you know the 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 listener of Porn Free Radio is not really affected by that. But for me, um, it was really exciting in the sense that. You know, my goal for starting this podcast was reaching guys, uh, really connecting uh, with the community and helping guys um, move forward. And so it was really gratifying to see that odometer flip. I 
I don't know what I expected when I started podcasting. I don't know. Maybe I thought I'd be a podcast star or I don't know. Maybe I thought it would, it would never, you know, it would just be a hobby. I don't know what I thought. Um, but either way, this is a big milestone just, uh, seeing that. And, um, you know, I think the most gratifying part about it is I really remember what it was like when I was at the beginning, uh, back in 2001, when I got caught downloading pornography by my wife, you know, I didn't know anybody who struggled with porn like me. And even when I went to a group, I went to a group that wasn't specifically about porn. Um, there were people with all different sorts of struggles. And um, even at that group, I had to explain what I was struggling with. I had to, you know, kind of educate people. Um, so I, I just, you know, what I would have given back then to have a podcast like this, or, you know, I'm involved in and running rev groups and seeing guys connect in rev groups. And I get jealous sometimes. I look at the connections that guys are making and I think, man, I would have liked that. Um, even now, sometimes I, I would I'd be like, man, I wish I had seven or eight go- guys that I could bang out a text to every day. I don't quite have that level of community right now in my own life. Um, so it's really cool to see what's happened Um, That it's not just about download numbers, but it's about the actual connections and community that guys are are making. And, uh, you know, I've really appreciated all the emails over the years and encouragement and, you know, the Patreon support. It's been really cool. And we're going to keep doing this. We're not, you know, as long as I keep coming up with ideas and and as long as I keep getting inspired by you guys, uh, we're going to keep doing this. There's no reason to stop. So let's break down this idea of flow. So as I said, um, Mike, Mike to his friends, uh, Mihai uh, Csikszentmihalyi, he, um, he got really interested in what motivates people specifically in work, you know, and he, he was actually interested in, in what now is sort of referred to as positive psychology, Um, like most psychologists who were trained in the sixties, you know, he was exposed a lot to, to Jung and Freud and, you know, there's plenty of people who listen, who are more knowledgeable about, you know, those, um, is it modalities? I don't even know what you call it, but you know, those kind of types of therapy and theories. And one thing he said, I saw an interview where he was talking about this. He said, you know, a lot of what he felt a lot of psychology that he had been trained in was about getting people, um, you know, past their neuroses and getting them back to even or to zero. So, um, you know, the idea would be that you have a negative um, uh, behavior or neurosis in your life. Okay, again, I could be botching these There's probably people really knowledgeable listening who are like, Matt, you're not using the right word. But the, he, he, I heard him say this. He said something along the lines of, you know, um, a lot of psychology was focused on problems. You know, you have a problem or you're doing this thing that's, um, uh, that's negative and you're trying to basically get, you know, undo that thing. And he said, once you get back to, healthy neurosis, like, you know, you get rid of your narcissism or you turn it down, or once you get even, then there's not much 
that psychology has to offer you. Okay, now that that's me paraphrasing him being interviewed, um, but it was something along those lines. And he said he was really much more interested, uh, not so much in repairing neurosis and looking backwards, but trying to figure out what propels people forward, what motivates them, what helps them grow. And um, and so he got involved with workplace stuff. He started looking at, hey, um, how can we study employees in the workplace? How can we, you know, you know, what's what keeps people happy? Uh, what leads to their success? What leads to their satisfaction in their work? And that's where he just start. He started developing this idea of flow. And flow, a really simple definition is overcoming challenges with the use of skills. Flow is the state that we get into uh, when we're consistently overcoming challenges by using skills. And so I think the, the just as a, uh, as a word picture, I, I, th- I think I'm going to try to describe what this looks like on sort of a graph. And I, I, you know, I actually had to look up a Khan Academy, a Khan Academy uh, video um, about how to graph something because I couldn't remember, uh, you know, what the axes were. So, all right, here's what I want you to picture in your head: a picture, picture a graph chart uh, where there's an x and y axis. So. The X is that horizontal plane, you know, it's that, it's that bottom line, right? And that's going to be our skill level. That's going to be the skill level, okay? So you're picturing that. Now, that Y axis is um, the one that goes vertical, the one that goes up. That's the challenge level, Okay. So we're thinking about this in terms of recovery, the, the experience of recovery. Okay, so going porn-free, um, this whole process that we're talking about on porn-free radio. So stay with me. I know this is just a coffee with the dabber. It's supposed to be just relaxed. So stay with me. Picture this now. So on that skill level, the, the bottom, the x-axis, we're moving from left to right, from a low skill level to a high skill level. Okay? And then on the y-axis, the vertical axis, we're moving from a low level of challenge to a high level of challenge. Okay. So I think skills are pretty obvious. Skills are, you know, our expertise, uh, things we learn how to do. Uh, learn how to apply. I think that's pretty obvious. Let's talk about challenge. What does is, what is, uh, Mike mean by challenge? Um, and I think what he talks about in terms of challenge is it's, it's sort of our energy um, for growth. It's, our, it's sort of the, the problem in some ways, or at least our perception of uh, everything we might need to learn or overcome. Um, it's a little bit of, it's, it's also a little bit about our priority where, you know, how much priority we have on this, how much, uh, here's the word focus. It's our focus. 
right? So it's not just challenge like an obstacle. It's more about what's the level of intensity of our focus. And um, okay, does that make sense? So, so here's what I want you to imagine. So you got this, you got this chart, right? You have this, uh, this graph and you have the bottom is skill level and the vertical is challenge. Now I want you to visualize a line right now. Uh, that's goes at a 45 degree angle that goes from the bottom left corner that just kind of goes directly, uh, across, you know, a directly, uh, diagonal, and it shoots right up, right? So you start uh, where you have low challenge and low skill level, and that diagonal line keeps going higher. And as the challenge goes higher, the skill level goes higher, okay? Does that make sense? So picture that. Okay, that diagonal line is flow. That's the flow state. Now, Mike says flow is overcoming challenges with the use of skills. So when we're in the flow state, what we're doing is we're applying skills to overcome challenges. And there's something that's exciting about that uh, for humans. If you think about a lot of the activities that we have enjoyment with, like sports or art or music, um, there is this sort of ongoing curiosity and fascination uh, with some of those types of activities because there is flow state built into them. So he talks specifically, he has this example um, where he talks about a guy named Alex. This is just a fake story, but a guy named Alex, uh, a young guy who wants to learn how to play tennis. And he says, you know, Alex, when he first um, when he first gets on the tennis court, there's a certain amount of anxiety and overwhelm. Like he's never played before. He's never picked up a racket. And so there's a little bit of overwhelm in the sense of like, he doesn't know where to begin. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, you know, he couldn't play a game of tennis when he first walks on the court. But what happens is the instructor basically has him start hitting balls. They call it volleying. I don't know if anyone plays tennis, but it's like he just starts sort of, you know, hitting a ball. Um, he's not really focused even on getting it over the net, but he's just practicing swinging the racket. And at some point, he starts hitting the ball over the net. And it's just kind of, it's almost like fun. And, you know, he starts getting better at, you know, kind of following through and he starts feeling the ping of the ball bounce off the, uh, the racket, and it actually, um, you know, it actually kind of, it motivates him. It gets him ex excited. So what is he doing? He's actually building a small skill in hitting the ball, um, and he's starting to overcome the challenge. Like, he's actually able to hit the ball over the net. Now, if he just kept doing that, what would happen? he'd get bored, right? Because if you just kept practicing, um, if you just kept sort of training, um, but you never, you never actually played the game, you never got to, to that point where you were going up against another opponent, it would get really boring. 
You remember in the Karate Kid where where uh, Daniel's son is doing all the stuff for Mr. Miyagi. He's washing the car and waxing on and waxing off, and he's doing he's doing all these activities, and he he doesn't know why he's doing any of this stuff. And at some point, he gets kind of mad. He's like, "What am I doing? Like, why why am I doing all these things? When am I going to learn how to do karate?" You know. And uh, that's kind of what we get to. When, you know, we start to at first we start to uh, acquire some skill, and there's a little bit of excitement, and uh, we're we're excited by it. And you know, if you apply it to recovery, you know, maybe we we hear a tool on Porn Free Radio, we put it in place, and it actually gives us an immediate result. We actually realize, man, I just made it three days without looking at porn because uh, I did this one little thing. That's what it's like. It's like we're learning to hit the ball over the net. And there's, there's sort of that ex- initial excitement. But if that's the only tool that you use, if that's the only skill you learn, at some point you get bored. Now, when you're bored, when you get into that bored state, you really have to increase your challenge. That's really the only way you can get out of that bored state to get back into flow. So you have to increase your challenge. Now, if you increase your challenge too much, for example, if Alex you know, went from volleying uh, the ball to playing someone you know, who was a state-level champion, um, it would actually lead uh, to anxiousness. It would lead to overwhelm. Because why? Because the challenge wouldn't be close enough to his skill level. Uh, what would probably actually be the right next step for Alex would be to find someone who was a beginner like him, maybe even a little farther along, who he could start to volley with, who he could start hitting the ball back and forth with before he played a game, uh, before he learned to serve and some of the other more uh, difficult, complex skills in tennis. You know, that might be the next step. And for a while, that would actually be fun and exciting. It would be fun to actually hit the ball to someone, have them play play the ball back, and then put the ball back in play. Um, that would create some energy. That would create flow. So think back to the chart again. So you have flow. It's that line that's going from the bottom left um, to infinity on that sort of 45-degree angle. Um, where challenge, as, it, as your challenge grows, your skill level grows. You're adding skills to stay in that flow state. So here's a quick way to think about this. When your challenge gets overwhelming or it gets too far above the, skills, uh, the skill set that you have, you end up above that flow state, and you're in that anxious, overwhelmed state, okay? So if you're above that line, if you're above the flow line, you're anxious or overwhelmed. Now, if you dip below that line, let's say that the challenge is not matching your skill level. You're not actually being challenged. You start to get bored. So I started this podcast off by saying you fall into one of two camps. 
You know, you fall into maybe one area or the other. Maybe you're at that place at the beginning where maybe your skill level is low and the challenge seems high and maybe you're a little overwhelmed. You're not sure how to go forward. You're not sure, like Alex, how to start to learn how to play tennis. Where do you start to learn to play tennis? You learn by hitting the ball first at the net, then getting the ball over the net, then volleying back and forth with a beginner, then learning some of the rules, maybe learning how to serve, then starting to play a game. You know, the idea, right? Then entering a a competition, right? You build and build and build, and that's you... The challenge, uh, you incrementally increase the challenge as you're gaining skills. So, so there's that first state, you know, that anxiety or overwhelm state. And then, you know, at any point in your training, when your skill level starts to exceed the challenge level that you're putting, putting um, before you, you can get bored. And... Uh, Mike actually has an example in his book. He said, you know, think about the, the pro athlete who for maybe years was motivated by the challenge of getting better, you know, was always challenging himself to get to the next level, was always looking forward to getting to the pros and then gets to the pros and he's playing this child game that he grew up playing and the competition is now sort of whatever. It's, it's, it's he's on the mountaintop and he doesn't have the challenge that he had before. And so even though he, you know, ha- is at this high level of challenge, he starts to get bored. His skill level is, you know, he's a great athlete and he's, playing other great athletes, but he's kind of bored by the process. So here's a couple ideas. First of all, where are you at right now in terms of your skill level? You know, are there still some things that you need to learn? Are there still some things that you need to put into your plan to grow? What's your experience right now with the challenge? Is the challenge uh, that you're facing now, is it, you know, is it every night you're challenged with being tempted? You're, you're having to use a lot of uh, psychic and um, psychic. <laughs> you're having to use a lot of emotional energy um, to, to fight the urge to look at porn. Maybe you're not using a lot of skills. So, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of getting stuck in that state of obsessively thinking about it, acting out, you know, getting in the shame cycle. Where are you at? Are you in that more anxious camp or that overwhelmed uh, with some of the challenge? Or are you kind of bored? Are you fatigued? Are you kind of losing your focus? I thought I'd read a great quote Uh, that Mike uses in, in the book. He says this, contrary to what we usually believe, the best moments in our lives are not the passive, relaxing times, although such experiences can be enjoyable if we've worked hard for them. The best moments occur 
when a person's body or mind is stretched to its limits in a voluntary effort to accomplish something that's difficult and worthwhile. Optimal experience is something we make happen. For a child, it could be placing with trembling fingers the last block on a tower he has built, higher than any he has built so far. For a swimmer, it could be trying to beat his own record. For a violinist, mastering an intricate musical passage. For each person, there are thousands of opportunities, challenges to expand ourselves. Now, no matter where you're at in terms of flow, whether you're above the flow line and a little anxious or overwhelmed, or whether you've fallen below the, the, the flow line and are bored or feeling a little bit of apathy, is this all there is? You are going to be most happy if you get in that flow state and stay in that flow state. That's where your satisfaction is going to come from. That's where your success is going to come from. And it's actually much more sustainable if you're continuing to stay in that flow state. So if you're in that um, overwhelmed state, if you're in that anxious state, the key for you is to focus on what skill do I need to, to, to build? So many guys who are in that anxious beginning state, I see this all the time in the emails. I get emails almost every day from someone who is in this state. And I'll say, you know, what would really benefit you is having a plan or joining a group. And sometimes they'll fire back that, well, they've done this thing. They, you know, they got covenant eyes or they visited a group once. They, it's this really weird thing where it's kind of like, hey, I'm overwhelmed and I want help and I know this is a problem, but I don't really want to create skills. I want to somehow fix this with some other way. <laughs> and even by emailing me, I think that's an attempt to, to maybe not take ownership. And so that's why I always push back to join a group, make a plan, you know, take ownership, get into a process where you can't, um, you can't kind of um, <laughs> hide. You can't be dishonest. It's like the, it's like the kid who wants to learn. It's like if Alex wanted to learn to play tennis, but you know, actually um, didn't want anyone to show him how to actually swing the racket. Didn't want anyone else to play with him. You know, like he was just going to take a tennis ball to the court. Have you ever tried to play tennis by yourself? You know, just hitting, just hitting a ball, right? You would never learn to play tennis. So, if you're overwhelmed with the challenges right now, if you're overwhelmed with the prospect of going porn-free, you need to find some of those initial skills that you can start working on. And you have to start small. You have to, you have to make that first plan. 
or you have to go to that group that maybe you've been avoiding. And and don't expect that you're going to be a world champion the moment you start doing this. You're, it's going to take some time. You're going to have to learn the skill. Your skill level is going to have to be increased slowly to get up to the challenge that you're facing now. And what if you're in that bored state? Oh, here's something interesting that, that Mike says. He said, if you're in that overwhelmed, anxious state, you have one of two choices. You either build skills or quit. Those are your two choices. And, um, you know, my thinking is if you've come to the awareness, you've searched for a podcast called Porn Free Radio, quitting really isn't an option. Um, One of the ways that guys quit, I think, um, in... One of the ways I think guys quit but don't really quit is living in denial. They try to minimize or deny how much uh, porn is costing them. And that's a way of quitting. But Mike says it's an option. If If you're not willing to learn the skills, the only other option is quitting. Now, if you're in that Second part, you're, um, you're bored. You have to increase the challenge. You have to figure out a way to stretch your skills. You know, back to, to, to the quote, best moments usually occur when a person's body or mind is stretched to its limits, to accomplish something difficult and worthwhile. This process, this recovery process, is difficult but worthwhile. And this is where you're going to get satisfaction. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, oh my gosh, I knew I was going to botch the name, Mike, you know, he's interested, I think, uh, I think he mentions uh, um, the work of uh, Viktor Frankl, you know, Man's Search for Meaning. I think because in, uh, in Mike's own family, you know, he had some Holocaust survivors. And, you know, Viktor Frankl wrote Man's Search for Meaning, and one of the things that he was interested in is what made someone survive in a camp. And... You know, I think Frankel's work and Csikszentmihalyi's work kind of go together in this idea that um, that this process that we're in, life, and recovery is is part of life. That what keeps us moving forward is this idea of flow, this idea of overcoming challenges with the use of skills. That's what keeps us engaged. That's what keeps us curious. That's what keeps us coming back and keeps the energy level up. And, you know, just like Frankel discovered in the camps, you know, if you got overwhelmed, if you got anxious about dying, or if you got bored or apathetic, that's when you that that's when you started getting 
you know, Viktor Frankl said that's when people got sick. Because either they were depressed or fearful and overwhelmed. And those, those are states that aren't helpful for growth. Wow, I just got deeper now. Let me let me take a sip of coffee here. Coffee with the dauber. You're getting getting Frankel. You're getting <laughs> I every time it's like almost like an obsessive tick. I wanna keep saying Chicksent Mahaihi. Uh Mihai Chicksent Mahaihi. Oh, I'm gonna get it. Mihai Chicksent Mahaihi. That was pretty good. I think that's a pretty good pronunciation. I I think. Um so yeah, this book's great. It's called Flow, The Psychology of Optimal Experience. Now, here's one thing I'd say. It's it's dense. Uh, it's really dense. He writes really um, 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 accessible, but it, it, it is dense. So, it, you know, if, if you're not a reader, if this is not something that's getting you excited, don't spend a lot of energy trying to figure this out. You could probably... Um, look online for a, an article on this. Um, just start to type Mahai. Uh, um, um, his first name is M-I-H-A-L-Y. If you just type that into Google with the word flow, you'll get lots of different articles. Uh, lots of people have written about this. And, you know, if you have a video platform that's safe for you uh, to search on, you know, there's plenty of videos about these concepts. So I'd check them out. But ask yourself, uh, you know, if you're in that camp one, if you're in, uh, if you're in that state of, of overwhelm or anxiety or sort of at the beginning, what skills do you need? And if you don't know the skills, um, give me a second and I'll just talk about some coaching. Um, and if you're in camp number two, if you're bored, you know, how can you increase your challenge? Now, let me speak about that for a second, because that maybe it's probably a little easier to think of skills that you might need. Um, but let me think about challenge. You know, how can you add challenge? So for me, I've talked about this a lot. When guys get to that 90-day milestone, they're really vulnerable to getting bored. And one of the things that keeps you from getting bored is working with others. That's, that's a big tool. Um, that continues. The challenge of helping someone else actually um, cr- keeps you in that flow state. Keeps, it, it actually reminds you of where you've come from, um, but you have to use different skills to actually help someone else. You have to use skills like empathy. You have to care about someone else. Um, you have to um, you know, manage your time to be able to connect with them. Um, You have to think through problems that maybe you didn't experience. Maybe you have to give them feedback and think through situations. And those types of skills, those those things that fire off in your brain uh, when you're helping someone else help you continue to stay engaged. That's why so many, back to the, the, you know, back to the uh, the sports analogy here with tennis, you know, that's why so many former athletes become coaches, I think, because there's something about helping others that continues to keep you involved and in growing. Uh, you know, I think some coaches actually are more fascinated with the game 
uh, than the, the people who are actually playing it because they've spent their life trying to optimally improve things. Um, and, and when they get to that higher level, that's the thing that motivates them. That's the thing that keeps them coming back. Coaches probably work harder than athletes in some cases. You hear about these NFL coaches, uh, national football league coaches who, you know, are spending, you know, during the season, 80, 90 hours a week at the training center, just drawing up plays, dreaming of different things that could happen. That's someone who's in a flow state. That's someone who is continually being curious and excited by what they're doing. So that might be for you. So, okay, I mentioned coaching. I can help you no matter which state you're in. You know, there's guys listening right now who are at the beginning. You'd benefit from going through a process of creating a plan identifying what are some of those key skills that you need to bring discipline to in order to get longer-term recovery. So that's, that's you know, that Category 1 guy. And for Category 2 guys, you know, if you've gotten, a, you know, somewhat on your own or, or in a group or working with a partner, but you're getting bored, you're seeing the signs of fatigue or apathy, and you, you'd like to figure out a tune-up, like, like to figure out what is adding challenge look like to you? What would help you continue to get back in that flow state? Here's what I want you to do. To do. Go to recoveredman.com slash coaching. Fill out my coaching application. And just tell me which state you're in. You know, are you at the beginning? Um, or are you looking for sort of a tune-up? Are you looking for some ideas, some strategies for getting back into that flow state? Now, I did this recently uh, with, a, with a former client. He had actually gotten to a year of being uh, porn-free. And, you know, most of you guys would think, well, that's the mountaintop, right? You know, one year porn-free, that means the skills are working. Uh, that means that he's overcoming the challenges, right? One year kind of feels significant, right? Well, he was noticing in himself a little bit of boredom a little bit of fatigue, just, you know, not quite as in touch with his why, not quite as focused. And he was concerned about that. Want to know why? He didn't want to go back to relapse. He didn't want to go back to the overwhelm. He didn't want to go back to the out of control. And so we did a session and we went through actually some of, uh, he didn't know this, but we went through some of Mihai uh, Csikszentmihalyi's um, kind of ideas here. And, um, I asked a lot of questions and we came up with a plan. We came up with a plan uh, for him to get back into that flow state, to add some more challenge into what he was doing, even though he had been a year porn free. And I can do that for you. So go to recoverman.com slash coaching if you want more help in this area. And I hope this helped today. I, I mean, this is a, a little bit longer episode. How long have we gone? Oh, I guess 40 minutes. That's pretty good. Good coffee with the Dauber. It's good, uh, good drinking coffee. I'm almost, this is what I used to say in the, uh, the, the videos. Well, I'm almost out of coffee. Now, I'm not almost out of coffee, but my coffee, because I've been talking so long, has gotten kind of cold. So I'm going to have to pack it up pretty quickly here. But, um, yeah, I hope this is helpful. Um, um, 
I've been thinking about this idea of flow for about a month and you know, the enemy, what is it? The enemy of the good is perfection or something like that. And I feel like I was trying to figure out a way to teach it in a way that, you know, would really help you guys. And, um, I kept getting overwhelmed actually by the challenge of it. Uh, because first of all, it's hard to pronounce his name. (laughs) Second of all, um, you know, I wasn't a psychology person in college at all. I was, you know, I studied English literature. Um, so, you know, some of the concepts, some of the ideas, it's it's hard for me to wrap my brain around. It's a challenge. Um, but believe it or not, you know, this process even that I'm on of of reading books and trying to think of ways to apply it to recovery, that's part of where the flow is for me. Um, that's what gets me excited. Um, you know, actually, I remember the day that I watched an interview with uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi and um I was kind of down that day. I was actually feeling maybe a little bored, a little apathetic. And I got energized by seeing him talk about this concept. And so, um, so, you know, that's why I pushed through today and, um, and I hope this helps. So get into that flow state. You want to stay in that flow state. That's what's going to keep you, um, growing in your satisfaction, your happiness, and your success. All right, guys, I'll have um, the links uh, to this book in, uh, in the show notes, and I'll also have uh, uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's spelling and name. So if you want to look him up, uh, it'll be at recoveredman.com slash 179. That's recoveredman.com slash 179. All right, guys, take hope and take action. Be good.